Hey, Geeks Radio listeners, all these years you've listened to the Totally Super Podcast, the Trek Off Podcast, the Pop Off Podcast, and wondered, hey, is there a way I can get my message out there on these podcasts? Well, finally, there is. You see, we're making a brand new movie called Cancellation. The plot of the movie is this. What happens when your stereotypical sitcom girlfriend realizes that she's just a character on a sitcom and that sitcom is coming to an end, which means she's going to cease to exist? Can she convince her friends to help her fight against the show just so they can all survive? Well, that's the question of the movie, and you can help us make it by going to Kickstarter and donating to the movie. You can get there easily. Just go to getcanceled.com. That's getcanceled.com. Now, Kickstarter always has rewards, and one of the rewards on there, along with the other millions of awesome things you can get, actually allows you to get a message out on Trek Off or Totally Super. That's right. You get the reward. You're going to get a DVD with it and a poster, digital downloads of a bunch of stuff you can't get anywhere else, and a chance to get your message heard on Trek Off or Totally Super. Now, there are other rewards. Go check it out. It's going to be an awesome movie and we really, really need your help. So I'm asking you, as someone who's listened to our podcasts, to please help us make Cancellation the motion picture. Okay, on to the show. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. And my name is Alexia. And today um, we, we recorded for like two hours last yeah. week. Um, and frankly, I'm in pre-production for a movie. So Wait, getting so we're in the past talking about the future? What? Yeah, we're in the past. It's weird. Um, sort of. I don't, yeah, Wait, I don't know what happened. that's not that weird. That happens all the time. Yes, it's it? Star Trek. <laughs> um, so... so <laughs> Um, oh, that's why so, it's so uh, late. <laughs> so, so we uh, we we uh, we recorded for like two hours, and it's going to be really hard for me to find the time to record in the next uh, month or two. Um, so, I want to make sure that uh, that uh, we had new track off coming to you every week. So, we have um, more of our discussion of the first three episodes of uh, Star Trek Discovery. Uh, that it was two hours long. We just cut it right in half, and now we're introing. This is an intro. Welcome to your intro. Welcome to your I, intro. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying it so far. I hope you. I hope you're liking it so far. Since I have no idea where he's cutting it, I'm not gonna say it. no spoilers from me. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't even know where he's cutting it. I mean, he's he doesn't even the, know where he's cutting it. At the it's like at a the mystery hour mark. Right now. At wherever the hour mark is. Yeah, there. wherever that, he's just gonna go there. An hour. Boom. There we go. <laughs> mid um, mid okay. syllable even mid syllable <laughs> um so uh so we're just going to jump in to the uh to the rest of the episode but uh but hey thanks for bearing with us for those of you who did uh contribute to the movie campaign i really appreciate it um hell yeah that's we're awesome because it's going to be cool it's going to be really it's going to be watch, so but, uh, good you know how uh, justin uh, do he makes it good I, I, he makes it fun all the time that sounds like i'm talking about something really dirty yes <laughs> oh yes D- deliciously de- uh, alexia would you would you like to uh welcome our past selves back into the conversation <laughs> yes. Hey, Justin and Alexia. <laughs> Why don't you come on back in and talk about Star Trek and stop making this weird? <laughs> I th- well, I think I think that th- I think these will go a little faster. New Eden, the second episode, uh, directed by one Jonathan Frakes. Um, can I just? It say- is seriously, it's fucking immaculate. It is the best episode of Discovery ever. But before we talk about the episode itself. And that's saying a lot, by the way, because the Discovery is a lot of good episodes. I know. Um, but, and it's the be- It is but, the most Star Trek of every episode they have ever done. It is Star Trek how happy, from start how to happy finish. How does it make you? In every moment. And, and Jonathan Frakes. Is, and I'm like, I was so excited when I saw his name in the, in the opening credits. Is going to be the director? I'm like, this has promise. Like, how, how happy does it make you, the idea that Riker is walking around this set? Colin shots, Colin, because he directed a bunch of next gen and Very two next gen movies. The idea that he's walking around this set, you know, and and that Commander Riker is giving directing orders to Captain Pike, like what a magical world of wonder we live in, right? It's, like, it's fucking awesome. And it's, uh, here's like, the thing: it fucking shows. Like I think the writing it's it's the most Star Trek written episode as well. Um, and he didn't write this episode, but, but I just feel like he knows he knows. But, he d- but I'm saying, but beyond that, like you can tell that his direction is making it very Star Trek. It felt like Star Trek, absolutely. Like, for, it felt for, like there a, was never a moment it didn't feel like Star Trek. Never a moment. I will say that. I will say this. This is um, 
this felt now you're going to say it feels like like original series maybe i felt like this felt like an episode of next gen like very very much like one of those episodes next gen where where picard goes down to the surface and finds out like it's a man who turned his wife into an android because he loved her so much or something like that like it feels like one of those like or the the original series like it's 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 great it's it's quintessentially star trek that's why it just feels like that we go to like it belongs uh, like it's it at this point, so here's the plot. I would Here, rate let me, let me it in, the, in like if we're going to talk about great episodes of Star Trek in general, this would now rate. Yeah. So Discovery, following another mysterious stellar signal, uses a spore drive and arrives at a planet with a previously unknown human population. Evidence suggests that their culture dates from the time of World War Three. An away party, including Captain Pike Burnham and Joanne Owaku. Uh, uh, Owasakan, uh, investigate and discover a primitive society with a religion combining multiple human faiths. A few citizens preserve tales of the war. Much of the action takes place within the settlement's church. An astronomical anomaly occurs, producing an extinction-level shower of radiation. Tilly devises a plan to use the asteroid captured in the previous episode to avert the catastrophe, receiving advice from a medical staffer who turns out not to exist, rather being a manifestation of a friend from Tilly's childhood, now deceased. An ancient helmet with a camera attached to his cover from the planet the camera's last recording shows the church under attack and then apparently apparently the entry of a glowing angelic being um let me just say <coughs> where i'm gonna still gloss past there's still one problem i have that the show is not addressed yet which is why does not everybody use the store drive spore drive all the time um you know like it's i understand it's damaging but like in the middle of the dominion war why were they not jumping ships to, to earth when the, when the earth was under attack you know why is not why is it not in there on every ship as a I don't know. use this only once a big red button that you only push in emergencies right right well the um, thing is that i the only thing that occurs to me is they must never get to a point where they can do it without a stamets well, because but yeah, that's there's nothing true, particularly special about stamet he just happened to be the guy who's doing it but if they're like hey there has my to be point someone being, a- <laughs> here's the thing, like, he's already been stamisified, for, a, for want of a better term, right? He already exists. But it does occur to me, and that's why in this particular case, like, he's like, I'm sure they'd get special dispensation for this. And so they use it well, I, he, because they already have I, a stamet. And it's like, the reason they don't use it is because it's wrong to do it without needing a... Uh, living uh, being to be the uh, the I don't know the the you know what I want the navigation I'm not sure what you call it so it makes sense there's a sense to it if they that they wouldn't do it to another person right but here's the thing but section 31 would absolutely and so would the Romulans who who can infiltrate and so would everybody have so you know what I want to have you know what's going to make me happy here's what they're going to need to do they need to terminate her to it Eventually, there needs to be a, a grave moment. It's going to be a huge dramatic moment where someone like Stamets or, you know, Stamets dies or something eventually and someone in, in you know, in retribution of that or something, some major thing happens where this drive is absolutely necessary to do some good somewhere. But the decision is made by someone against Starfleet orders to wipe out the drive, to destroy all the spores, and to introduce a computer virus that releases, that, that destroys all the evidence of it. And it's a grave and horrible thing that they do. And maybe they're locked in the brig for, you know, three or four episodes, you know, where, where they have to be in there paying for that. Because that's, no, no one's ever in the brig for longer than three episodes. Um, <laughs> but they have to like, they have to pay for this horrible thing that they did. Um, very much like that. Um, you know that Voyager episode, uh, the Voyager episode where they met the other ship. Remember, they they met the other ship, and the other ship was like killing these beings to jet themselves forward. And mm. and Voyager was like, "You can't do that. That's bad." And so they got in a whole thing like something like that, where they're like, "Hey, we, I am deciding that the spore drive." And and Starfleet's like, "No, no, no. We have to keep it. What if we need?" And they're like, "I don't care." And they they destroy it. It needs to be utterly destroyed on Discovery. I think for me to be happy with it. Otherwise it's always going to be in the back of my head. Why, why, why we, was there, why, no, is it, why was why there is not there a contingency no remnant plan? of this whatsoever yeah. uh, in any of the other, you know, beyond this point. Sure. That I being said, that the spore that, drive is, is, is a wonderful plot device. 
Oh, definitely. Like, otherwise, they wouldn't be able to get to this place that there's no way to get to. But now, like, look, because the, what's more Star Trek than this? We're in an area where humans have never been. There's a human colony. How did they get there? That's right? like it's so fucking it's quintessential, man. So good. So and, yeah. and can I just say how much I loved? Like, and I don't like. I think at some point, like we just because it is a, a social commentary. There's no way to not kind of be talking about the state of the the world as it is right now. Um, and so that's just going to have to happen at some point. And there is what's so great in this episode, I thought was so wonderful, is that they get to this church and they're trying to figure things out. And they're seeing that it's basically a, a mesh. Like, and I called it when like Pike is looking at the book and I'm like, they just like put all the all of the religions together. They like mashed them up, and it's not. It wouldn't even be that hard to do if you took all the religious texts from across, you know, the world. I mean, I, I want to so say that many... I, funda- I I fundamentally disagree with that. Statement. I know that you do. I know, but but I'll say but this. They, I will say. But they're I will moving say this. towards the. Th- I mean, in, in science is the is religion, so to speak, in in Roddenberry's universe, and this idea of religion and and that. They are all of them coming from different backgrounds, from different religions, from different so many different things, and they they survive this catastrophic thing on earth and are saved and learn to live together and build a community and life goes on. And it's and they find a way to work it out. And I think that that's just that's such a beautiful Roddenberryan idea. Well, and here's like where the even episode if doesn't right. still exists, like, but this is how you make it work. Here's how the episode does it right, and this is what I like. Now, I, you know, it's a touchy subject for me. Um, mm-hmm. Always has been in Star Trek. I've got to kind of whistle past it because you know I've talked before about how how I. You know, part of the you know, as as somebody who identifies as a as a Christian, part of the 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 fundamental belief of of Christianity, of course, is that is is that historically Jesus is actually the Son of God and actually died and was resurrected. It's not a it's not a, a fancy story to make you happy. It's something that you truly mm-hmm. believe historically happened, like factually happened, like is as much a story as like you know George Washington was the president of the United States. Like it's it's you believe that's factually true and that's the fundamental part of that religion. I always have to whistle past the way that religion and specifically Christianity is handled in shows and specifically Star Trek because they always treat it like, isn't that a nice story that you primitive people believe? Oh, it's so sweet. Um, but I got to give this show this. There's an episode of DS9 that's very much like this where they find a human colony where a human colony shouldn't be, but then they find out that this human colony seems to have this idyllic lifestyle where they no longer you know, use technology and and it turns out they're doing it by being fascist and being horrible. And a problem that I have is people of faith on shows are often the way you do it is you show them as being really nice at first and then they're revealed to be the horrible villain at the end. Right. That's that's the yeah. way they handle. But they, but they don't do that in this episode. At they all. don't. It's yeah, the, being part of this religion is seen as being re- rejecting knowledge which I don't think that is necessary. I don't agree with that particular worldview, um, but they're not demonizing or vilifying these people either. They're not saying that they're stupid and they're not saying that they're evil or that they're backward. Um, uh, they are, they are being, I don't want to say kind, but they're not being unkind. Well, here's uh, the thing. Either. I think that what's really great. It, it, like I said, with, I said, without talking about the stuff, it's doing what Star Trek does best. It's not telling you the answer. Like it's making points and it's bringing stuff up to have discussion. Well, and I'm just glad that they're not. And that's what's so great about it. Because they even talk about, and this is something that they talk about like in, in original series and next gen, like across the board. And it's something that frankly just makes sense. Anything, any alien being that has technology beyond your comprehension would occur like a god or gods 
Isn't that what and the like, Arthur C. Clarke said that, right? I think I might be misquoting, but I think so. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the exact quote, but they, they quoted in the episode. Or maybe it was Thor to Natalie Portman, one of the two. And they talk about it. And it's like, it's so true. Like you see episodes where it happens where like they come down, like the episode where Picard winds up being worshipped. The Picard, what does the Picard want? And like, I don't want anything. What's going on? Or who is it? And, and in that case, and in that case, the religious people are too stupid to realize that it's just technology. In this case, they're like, no, they're these not are too smart stupid. They're, they, it's, that's the thing. Like when you've not. No, no, okay. Not, not too stupid. Too primitive to realize. Yeah. They're and just, this, they don't this, understand what they're seeing yet. And that's but this what episode you do. doesn't do that. This episode doesn't do that. And that's what I want to applaud it for. This episode is, does not say these people could not possibly understand what's going on. These no, people are just it so backward. That no, it doesn't. And but I'm saying, like, beyond the quest, like, beyond having that discussion and and stuff with the the people on this planet, they're having this discussion with about this angelic being, right? Where you know Burnham is 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 very much a scientist, and she's like that does it, and and I think it's really kind of a cool idea and story, like something we've never gotten anywhere else about Pike. That he has some idea of like old religions. Yeah. And that he's familiar. I loved that. That he had kind of a perspective there and that for him, there's uh, some kind of overlap, almost like maybe for you, that that, that one doesn't necessarily negate the other. And I thought that was really interesting. And I think that them having those conversations, the conversations like between Pike and Burnham about this angel being are great. Uh, as well as what we're seeing on the planet with the people and and you get this wonderful too you get the whole talk of general order one this one guy who's like that who's catches them out knows that they've got science on them knows that that they're what he believes them to be again it's all about belief he's i believe you to be human beings that we have that we didn't die that our world wasn't destroyed and that we persist by me and my ancestors have believed this whole time that they're out there, that earth is still out there. And someday we're going to make it to the stars and someday we'll, you know what I mean? And, and Pike is like, well, we can't tell them that general order one. And, and I'm with Burnham. Cause she's like, no, it's not. This isn't some random alien planet that we've stumbled on. These are people. Yeah. They have a right to know that earth is still here. That we are still here and this is us. Like, it's not tampering with some, you know what I mean? And Pike is, is this is one of those things where he he's not Kirk and he's not, he's, he's unbendable on it. Like, no. And the only concession he makes is to tell the one guy by the end. And I thought that was such a great and elegant way. Because it wasn't even like the guy wanted to leave. He just wanted yeah. to know. And he I was like, to yeah. to turn on the lights. I love it. Yeah, I loved it. It's like, here's the thing. Like you, I felt like you just owe them the truth. That doesn't necessarily have to negate their beliefs that some, something greater than themselves brought them here. And maybe some of them would want to go with you and maybe they want to stay, but like they should be told. I think, I but it, but it's, but that's what I'm saying. Like it's to have those discussions. It's so, so Star Trek from, Every moment, it it from all of its pores, it's it bleeds Trek. I fucking love it. It's okay, so, so good. Let's, so the show is called Star Trek Discovery, and I love I like Star Trek Discovery. And we I watched it all last year. I loved Star Trek Discovery. I was in by the end. I was in for Star Trek Discovery. If the third second episode of this season is all Star Trek, boy, is the third episode all Discovery. This is the most Discovery episode. Ever there is so much discovery in here. Um, I feel like I'm discovering it. It is, it is so. There's so. There's just. There's a lot in this episode to the point where I have to say, if I have a, I if I have a, a complaint about the third episode, and I don't, I really, really enjoyed it. I actually really liked it. It's that it's, it's really a lot thrown at you. You know, we've we've often used the 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 difference between having a beautiful meal and eating at a buffet. You and I have talked about that before as an allegory. <laughs> this is definitely a buffet. They're like, okay, we've done two of these Star Trek episodes, 
but okay um so tilly is doing the program and she's seeing a ghost and michael is dealing with spock and let's get spock's mom in there and oh we got to remember to be talking about the angel because that's we got to keep moving that plot forwards so we'll talk about the angel don't forget about the points of light yeah what about the klingon stuff we got to talk about that and what's going on with tyler and Voke? yeah we got to do that also whatever happened to michelle yo what's she up to yeah let's do that too let's put all one episode in 45 minutes go <laughs> yeah a little bit like there's just so much happening. and there's and and there's definitely <laughs> those things we were talking about like the klingons look so different and i love it before yes and it's not just that they have hair and i love it it's this one and we even said i even said i was like i don't even care what it is i don't care if it's as as dumb as we don't talk about that and that's about as dumb as it was it was like so i hear the klingons are growing their hair back now that the war's over like yep like what? Um, yeah, <laughs> they're fucking Klingons. They're they're yeah, always at war. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> like, I... But I, but again, what did I say? I was, and I, but I she said it, and I was like, I don't even care. I what I said. I said I don't they're care how lame like it is. Klingons. They're looking. I, like they have Klingons. hair, and it's not just looks the hair. like Kronos her, to me. Her hair, like, like it's not just about her having hair. She, her skin tone is different. Like her face looks different. Like I notice, and it's better. And thank you, <laughs> you know, for all the Klingons. Thank you for me. like it, it's what I asked for. Like yeah, I said, these are they Klingons. don't. These you are can Klingons. go ahead and make some make some minor changes. Give it your own little spin. That's fine. But they need to be clearly Klingons, and they are clearly Klingons now. Yeah, and they're they're and they have and enough that look like last season Klingon that you'll be able to go as they as they start phasing out those people for these people. Yeah, like like it's yeah it it is. I I really like what they're doing, and the and I like so, the the fact that we're sort of seeing um like political stuff going down and as it would. Uh, you know, in a way Again, that we, yeah, you know, don't always in a do. very Klingon way. This seems, mm-hmm. this seems the of of everything on this. This seems the most familiar to me. This seems straight out of next gen. It really does. It's like Kronos, even though it looks so much cooler than the map painting from next gen. It looks like Kronos to me, and the Klingons are acting like Klingon, doing Klingon stuff. Um, it's it's you know the intrigue and the murder and the I want the mm-hmm. high council like it's just like, like yeah that stuff the only I mean, pro- the, the only problem dro- of course the- that I have is we are at episode two of season two of this new episode show three. that has a lot of females <coughs> well we gotta yeah. have a baby we've already got the love triangle well now we've got to have the baby with one of the women in the love triangle. Uh, but this is Klingon. I I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a pass because no, how no, no no listen how much how much has leadership of the High Council been about parentage, like truly truly like how like how many Klingon episodes have you seen that didn't involve someone's father or mother or parent. Being, you know, like, you know, Star Trek six, she becomes leader of the high council because her father dies and Worf can't be something because of his father. And Duras wants to be on because of what his father did. And, and that the, yeah, there's like, the houses. There's all of that. Don't get me wrong. Change it, but this is this is about her consolidating her power. And that is that you know, you get into the baby thing, but ultimately it ends up not being about it being her baby. And I think that you need to give the show this. It's his baby. His baby. She has a baby that she hasn't seen that she sees for literally 30 seconds. And then she says, okay, you guys go. You guys go. I got work to do. Um, so ultimately it's not about her and her baby. It's about Ash and his baby. And if you watch the plot of the show, she has an emotional moment with the baby, but it's the story is about Ash and the baby, not about her and the baby. It's much more about her and Ash. So I don't think that this particular care. It's, it's very, it's very, I watched enough soap operas. I've seen this plot before. The only difference is the Klingon, you know, the bad guy Klingon house stole the baby and are going to and we're holding the baby hostage to get, you know, control of the high council. And, yeah, but and this, now the plot of and, the ba- let so, me finish, so, please. And okay, finish. in order for the, the woman to take power, she has to not have a child and she has to not have a man by her side because otherwise she's not going that to be able man, to be a leader. That man by her and, side. And I think. 
and and, and, I, okay. and then she doesn't want to be called the counselor, high counselor, high chancellor. She wants call me mother. I'm 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 down. I know I that that, the, that stuff doesn't bother you because it's so ingrained. It's so. Right, so let me, societally let me, let me just appropriate. throw this out there. Let me let and me throw this like, out. And it's just like I don't I don't like all of that. I'm sorry. Like I don't. Why does it, she have me, to be mother? Why can't she be the the chi- like? Because if a woman is going to rule, she has she has to be their mom. A, there's, there's never been a female like that, that's that's put out there. There's never been a, a, a female chancellor of the high council. Sure, and that's what been. I'm saying. Like this was their opportunity to no, no, show. No, 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 no. And, and and there there historically has never been one by next gen. That's the why the Duras sisters can't take over. She can't be the chancellor of the high council. Because when the Duras sisters are trying to take over, the reason they're constantly trying to get other people to be their proxy is because they is have because, because they're women. Yeah. Because there can't be so historically it would be like it would be like showing the Romulans right now. Like we say that we've never seen the Romulans, so we got to keep the continuity up. Um the mother thing at the end I felt was a bit heavy-handed. I do have to say that 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 being a parent and being a mother is a part of humanity and a part of femininity and part of, of like being a parent is part of life. Um, not everybody's life. Um, sure. But it is a facet of life and, and being, and being a mother is a facet of many people's lives. And that's not a facet of, of Burnham's life and it's not a facet of Tilly's life and it's not a facet of any other the women that we see on the show and even her she's like okay well I'm a mom but it's not something I really can deal with right now it's not something I really like it's not part of my story so structurally when you look at the story there are two Klingon stories going on her story about consolidating power and his story about figuring out who he is and where he fits and those are the two stories. The baby is part of the his story that only comes up in her story when the two collide at the end and then go off in opposite directions. It's She didn't find the baby. She Everything about the baby is being driven by him. And ultimately, he ends up with the baby. And I want to talk about that baby in a minute because I think the baby is important. Um, uh, and and so that that goes on. So I think that I, I, I understand it's something that you're sensitive to because you're like, you know, but you said in the in in the movie in the movie you said you said why can't women just be women and be in Starfleet? Well, okay, women are women in Starfleet, but there are way more fathers than there are mothers in the history of Star Trek. Way more fathers. Way more fathers. Sarek's a dad. Worf's a dad. You know. Uh, Sulu's, you know what I mean? Am I wrong? Yes. Are you there? Did I lose you? No, you're wrong. I'm wrong. Yes. They're they're a father abstractly. Sulu had a daughter? How did I not know that? All right. Sarek and Worf and and Cisco. And ultimately, yes, Kira Kira is pregnant, but that's because the actress became pregnant. But it's really O'Brien's baby. Um like it's now granted there are a lot more male characters and that's you know Ah. that's uh, here's the thing i'm not i want to be clear i don't have a problem with there ever being babies on star trek i feel like you think i do and i don't i'm saying it is episode two three i'm sorry episode three of season two and already one of i mean the most prominent Klingon figure we have who is female has a baby. All right. So let me ask That's you my issue. Like if, if it was just normal, if somewhere in say mid this season or next season, like some, we just, we see somebody who's got kids or, you know, dropping a kid off or during the course, like, like I didn't have a problem like with when, when Bellana got pregnant and stuff. Like, that didn't bother me. It was like, yes, we've been it watching. Did. Fuck yes, it did. It and only bothered me because of everything on that show was about fucking babies. But if it had only been that, if all we had seen was this woman and this man who we watch meet court and then 
have a child, decide to have a child and have a child, that would have been totally fine. Just like when Keiko had a baby, totally fine. That shit didn't bother me. And I'm not saying the ratio has to just be one bitch can have a baby per show. I'm just saying, why does it all, like, why are we, like, we always make this big deal about it. And this, this baby's a big deal. She's a big deal as a female character. And this baby's a big deal as her female, like it's, and then she gives up her baby and, and the father of her baby and becomes the mother of the Klingons. Like, all right. So that part, I I will just the whole, that whole thing, like the part where she's talking to when Giorgio is talking to her she's like, listen, I get it. You know, I just, you can't be in power. When she's just like, Hey, can you kill the guy and the baby? Right, I she's loved like, that no, part, she, and I loved. She's, and like, she's no. like, I just, I had to ask. Like, I loved that part. I and I loved her perspective. Don't you, don't she you was kind of like, wish? Don't you kind of wish there's like a a nine, like like a like Tilly was there, so she go, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> just like, I, like yes, I want that, that would have been a lovely commentary for. Me. Or, but it was or like, great or like, because. Or, or like the I clown did. from Batman Returns, where where like you just had this one Klingon that's like, uh, you're killing killing babies, um. <laughs> Isn't that a little, uh, no, <laughs> much. Um, yeah. Like I just, <laughs> I, what I did like about that exchange, right. Was the part where she's like, listen, these tiny male brains like can't handle. Okay. And so they're going to think the man's driving. It doesn't matter what's true. And he's, so he's a liability and the baby's going to be a liability. Can you kill him? You know, and yeah. she immediately is fierce. It's like, no, motherfucker, I can't kill them. All right. I so, had to ask. So, so let this me ask is you this the, question. This is the way I'm going to postulate something to you. I'm going to postulate like, something to you, but I'm, I'm going to ask you this question. Right. Would you have been way better with it if she had not declared herself mother at the end? Like if she was like, if she's like, like, I'm sorry they had to go, but I got work to do. I am the chancellor now. If she had made a different speech where she was like, she was like, here's his head, which is by the way, fucking hardcore. And here's baby's head, which I was like, holy shit. Like they really did it. They had this one shot. They didn't show the baby's head much, except they had this one shot where like glossed over and you saw like the baby head ridges in her hand, (laughs) which I was like, holy crap. (laughs) But, but like, yeah, and you think language is the reason this is no good for children. I want to remind you. Um, well, no, baby head. No, no, that's fine. That's totally appropriate. Fuck once <laughs> I know I will. I will say this baby head and also Klingons just exploding into goo, which was awesome. I mean, it was awesome. It was really cool. Oh, yeah. But- like, like we could talk about the good, like that fucking fight seed. Like when she shows up and she's like, make sure you I love kill that us they don't both. just die. They explode into goo. It's amazing. It is. But she's it's- like, make sure you kill us both. Because whichever one survives will be coming for you. Like that fucking shit was badass. And then the fucking fight sequence was was badass. It's really, really cool. So so this is awesome. This is what I'm gonna say. I if she had given different a different speech, my question to you, if she if she was like, she I know, was like, I, I, maybe, but I still think the baby. No, hear, the hear whole, me out. If she had said, if she had said, if she had said, they think they can take take you know my consort from from me. He he betrayed me and he is dead. They think they can take the baby. That matters. That doesn't matter. I am Klingon first, and I am your chancellor or whatever. And they were like, Rah! and that was the end. Would you have been like, okay, that's cool? But the fact that she's like, but I don't want to be your chancellor. I'm your mom. Yeah, um, I think that really yeah, that made yeah, it much I, worse. I couldn't have told you why that moment rankled me, but I was also kind of like, really? That's, that's I mean, I guess. Because um, up until that moment it was so great cuz she's the story she has spun, like and I love the idea and I like the intrigue of the fact that the Federation is like the, we're seeing what section 31 does and they're not they're not it's not like they're trying to control her or the Klingons. They're just trying to keep that shit stable. It's like, listen, we just, we can't have the devolving into war again. So this ain't going to work. Okay. We'll help you with, we'll give you these lovely props and they'll go do what you got to do. And she's giving this great, (coughs) she's spinning this great narrative of how this house, how he came to my rescue and the, the unity of the houses. And that's what will make us strong against our enemies. Okay, so that here's, was all so great. You know what I mean? So, so, and then, so here's the deal, right? Oh, here's the mother. deal. Mother. I'm here's, like, oh, you're killing me. I know. Me I know. 
Here's one thing that made me look past all that bullshit. Ash Tyler takes his baby, the 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 he takes his baby, um, who is part albino, and Ash Tyler is part albino, part Klingon, and leaves the baby at a monastery on a planet somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, after the after the baby was almost murdered by someone from the house of Kor. Now, Kor is one of the original Klingons on Star Trek, the original series, who then comes back on Star Trek Deep Space Nine because an albino killed his, ba- killed his son in revenge for things that happened earlier in his life. And Kor and Koloth and Kang and Dax all have to go to a planet to get revenge on the albino. That's right. And I was, I'm like, shit, that was this. That's they why just laid, so happy. <laughs> I was like, because see, I love the connection and I love that it's such a fucking deep cut. You know how you, you were like, oh, the fucking red shirt thing. Blah. This is no, the, this that's is, a good one. That's a good, like, I like now that you've like reminded me of that. That's a great. Touch. And here's the thing. I don't want them to ever explain it. I want to always wonder. No. Yeah. If that's what it was. I would like, like that might have been that. Cause that's, what's great about being a Star Trek fan is cause you fucking get to speculate about shit. Or I want that to be explained <laughs> in a novel, which is the novels are not Canon. So like someone writes a novel about how that baby is actually the son or even is actually Ash Tyler, because maybe, maybe the house of core finds that baby and kills that baby. You find out that in season four that that planet's been destroyed by the house of core. And you see Ash Tyler has decided that he's going to vow revenge and you never see Ash Tyler in the show again. But that, that is like, I, like, I love that they're just like, hey, that's what a good prequel show does is it throws you to this tiny little nugget, never says anything about it. And you're like, holy shit, did they just, was that just, because the fact they called him from the house of core, like you could have called, like, like nobody knows the house of core. That's like, that's a deep cut. Like you. Mm-hmm. Oh, you and also too, what, what else did they do? Remember when Giorgio shows up? She said, ah, oh, I have one of those. Took too yeah, much time like, though. Like, I couldn't even feed it. My, I had somebody else even feed it. Like it was too. Like, well, so I don't like, know who Giorgio's baby would be. I'm just, didn't we say, wouldn't it be cool if Giorgio was like, no, Giorgio is the granddaughter of, um, of what's her name from Enterprise. Giorgio would be the granddaughter. I mean. It would be the granddaughter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it wouldn't be the other way. It wouldn't be that, that the Giorgio is the granddaughter. But it would be cool if they do yeah. a, sto- a story in the future. And I never know what happened to my baby Keiko. Um, <clears throat> You find out Keiko's from the evil mirror universe, and that's why she's such a fucking terrible hey, person. Hey, hey. Um, um, but what if like, Keiko is? What if Keiko is related? I'm just. She saying. does turn evil not once but twice. Um, you know, you just so, want to get hit in the face with a fish, don't you? No, she actually does turn evil twice. Once on I next know generation. she doesn't uh, turn um, evil. She's inhabited by. I can't do this with you. Yeah, she, she seems like a like a like a, a, a good vessel for that. No, I'm just saying that. Fuck that, that is, you, dude. Uh, <laughs> I would like to I, submit. I, fuck you with razor claws. Wow, that sounds <laughs> terrible and wonderful. Um, so, <laughs> so so outside of the Klingon stuff, um, I do want to give one shout out to a beautifully done scene. Um, I'm not a big fan of the use of holography in the show. Um, I understand why they're oh, doing it. Yes. Oh, right, I so loved it too. Here's the deal though. Here, here's the deal though. The view screens when the original Star Trek came out were so cool because you hadn't seen that. But we now have FaceTime now. I absolutely believe we're going to have holography well before this point in history. So while I don't love the holography because I like, I don't because it doesn't make sense. This is why I love what they did. I was like, listen, I am okay. And I, and it was funny because I only noticed it the second time I watched the episode. It was so seamless that I didn't even pick up on it the first time. Well, they did with Michael and, 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 and Ash and Ash. And I was There's like, a beautiful shot. I just noticed the, it. And I love this, that they just basically the room did a composite is cut in shot. Half. There's a yep. shot where the broom is cut in half. It's wonderful it's, it's beautiful so, and, the, and, and it's just for storytelling purposes like i'm not, you're not asking because here's the thing like let's be real let's talk about this for a second right like the reason we had view screens 
in the original series. Because it's boring to watch people talk on the phone. <laughs> right. And this was a way for us to tell that story. And we're in the future, so technology makes it make sense. Cool. Great. Yeah. Wonderful. Right? And then... In this, it's like we've we've got we've got the ability to do holographic. Like it would be ridiculous. Like yeah, but you don't have it yet. Like by by the rules of your own. Th- and again, I, this felt a little bit like they were like, yeah, we're, we know. And I'm like, this I'm fine with. Like you have the technology to do the composite shot to tell a better story. I have like I would be fine with your cinematic choice. But that's a cinematic choice to get us in feeling and in a flavor and to tell your story as opposed to look at this tech. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought, love I that thought that's that was what they really wound up doing. Like, so I wasn't bothered by this tech element that every time I see, I'm like, oh, you know, it so takes me out a little bit really, because it doesn't make let, sense. But let's talk really quick because um, uh, we're almost out of time here um, about uh, Michael's uh, Spock story in this. Um I, first of all, I like this Amanda Grayson. Um, I really, she, again, she seems very much like she is halfway between Winona Ryder and the Amanda Grayson from, um, from Star Trek four specifically. Like I can see her as the, as the combination of, of those two uh, people. And I've always liked Mia Kirshner. Um, I never watched the L word, uh, but I remember her from the from the second Crow movie as the as the grown up girl, and I've always kind of been enamored with her. I think she's kind of wonderful, um, and she's great in this role. I really like her um, as Amanda Grayson, and I like Amanda Grayson's relationship with Michael. One thing that I really appreciate at the end when Amanda walks out on Michael because like after Michael says that she hurt Spock, there's something in that scene. And I wonder if it's that, like, as written, it was Amanda tells her the story and they finish the scene and then Amanda walks out. But I wonder if Mia Kirshner made the choice in the acting. Uh, Mia Kirshner gets really cold toward Amanda yep. after she realizes that Amanda really, really hurt Spock. You mean Michael? Oh, right. Sorry. She realizes that, Ama- that Michael, yeah, hurt Spock. Amanda gets really, like, she gives her a kiss. She's like, okay. Yep. She's like, okay, like, good to see. You. I'm gonna go. I gotta go because you yeah. Hurt my she, kid. Well, she she actually it's it's much darker than that actually because she kisses her because Michael's like and 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 here's the thing like Michael she's like what did you do and Michael is like hesitant. The fact that you're hesitating says it to me that it's there's something that caused irreparable harm, which might have caused this problem with Spike that he's having right now. Right. So and. So, and that's the thing. So first of all, you're giving me something I needed. And I told you, you don't even have to tell me what it is. You just need to give, you just need to make it make sense. And, and that is, and I that, say- that line is a step towards making that sense. And she yeah, says, it- I've tried to reach out, but he's not interested. She's like, but I will find him. And then she's, she fucking kisses her and says, No. I will and leaves and yeah. it's, it's, it's great. Like, it's it's like, this it's acknowledgement. Like, it, like I still love you. You know, you're, but I don't trust still... you in this. I don't trust you with this. So. Yeah. Like I still love you, but like I've pride processing what you just said. And, and I think, and she, she, and she's fucking good in that. Um, Cause I think there's some of her own guilt woven in. Because she's talked yeah. about how she was trying to help Spock, you know, be what Sarek wanted him to be and what Spock wanted to be. And the way to do that, she felt like I have to not give him the emotional side of me as much. Yeah. And I gave that to you, though, unreservedly. And you know, that didn't I help. think it's also worth noting. And like, now you we- tell me this shit. And so I feel like there's guilt wrapped up in it. There's upset, like you hurt my baby. There's a lot of stuff happening there. And she's really. Let me have it two minutes ago, not even a five minutes ago, but have we missed that Spock's kind of fucked up? Have we missed it in all the watching and all the like loving and, and admiring Spock? Like, like when Spock goes and purges himself of, of all emotion and is acting so very different uh, the fact that Spock 
had a long-standing feud with his father both before the before the original series and also like if you look at at uh the it, like into next gen picard's like like yeah they had a yet another feud and they didn't even speak up to the point where Sarek died um for someone who's so logical like spock is a whole lot of deep-seated emotional stuff there's 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 some shit going on with this guy this guy is 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 you know and again you know we we have to filter him through what we were given in 60s television um but if you factor in the movies and his appearance in um in the in next gen and even his appearance in star trek 09 this is a guy with some issues he like said some real some deep-seated shit like you would never think that a vulcan would be in a rift with his father for uh, forever like you just wouldn't imagine that that would be the case and yet you know and and when cyborg shows up like kirk's like fuck you had a brother what the fuck dude like 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 spock is sort of spock is estranged from people who aren't on that ship and i've certainly known lots of people who a have just disappeared from my life and went on to do other things and i've known people who are from other places that don't have anything to do with their old lives um, and reinvented themselves. So is the Spock we always got to see a, re- a reinvention of kind of a guy with some deep-seated problems? Because it never, it never, I will tell you, it always bothered me that Spock would have a, a rift with Sarek. It didn't seem very Vulcan for that to be a thing. And yet yeah, it's totally a thing. Yeah, but he is half human. <laughs> like- I know. But it did, okay, it didn't even seem very Spock to have a rift with anyone it didn't why would you have a rift with someone that doesn't like that that doesn't follow that's a very that's very emotional and not not only emotional but making decisions of what you should do based on an emotional consideration um i don't know it was just really it's it's interesting i i'm almost rebelling a little bit against the idea of spocks in an insane asylum kind of like, yeah oh, really uh but the more i've thought about it um, since the last episode, since episode two and now in episode three, the more I've thought about it, I'm like, geez, he's estranged from Michael and never brings him up, her up. Estranged from Cybok never brings him up. Estranged from his father, knowing his father is sick um, and never makes right with him, even though he knows that it's totally damaging to his new human mother. His dad's also a little, little messed up and that he keeps getting together with human mothers. Um, if you take, you, you have to take Spock from- Once you go human, you never go back. <laughs> you have to take Spock from um, you have to take Spock from uh, the the Chris Pine Star Trek movies into account as well because that is also a version of Spock that at the time that he joined Starfleet should not have been affected by the changes in the Kelvin timeline. It still wouldn't have affected his the anger outbursts that he has had as a kid. If you take the animated series into account, like there's like there. Yeah, the like he definitely, of- he's always been, you do get the feeling that he's always been at war with this emotional side of him because it's not Vulcan. So the idea and that he would that commit himself to a mental that, institution. And that, because- you know, doesn't necessarily, like the fact that he committed himself, like feels a little bit like when he knew he was emotionally, you know. Yeah, like there the, the other, fact that there he's were- like... <clears throat> I'm having there were feelings. Times when he sort of I shouldn't have to himself, have these. Yeah. You know? Um, um, and I think that I could see him if he's dealing with some shit and doesn't know what to do. And I could see him not wanting anyone yeah. to know as well. That seems very Spock-like. Yeah. But, to, just, but so, to feel like I am doing a detriment to my, <clears throat> to my ship and it, it is my responsibility to check myself into whatever facility or whatever... <clears throat> or what have you like that's that's pretty great that that's pretty spock that doesn't occur to me as unspock like okay so and let's jump real quick i to, don't have to you know see him yeah. yet <laughs> let's jump to what is an incredibly well done and well acted but least satisfying thing the ghosts the ghost fungus um well acted the the the, the chick who's doing the ghost is really good at being disconcerting i find her very troubling like the, what she's doing is upsetting me like a horror movie. Like I'm like, ah, when she does stuff. Um, really? But like, but like the, in terms of the performance. Um, okay. But 
I've seen this so much. Like, clearly, she's an alien being. I had no question yeah. at any there was point. No question, there was no question in my mind from the start. Like, like that was kind of fun. I actually enjoyed that. It, um, <clears throat> I guess that was also episode two. Um, this is one of those things where I was, <clears throat> I was very clear. Like, it wasn't when I first, when you first see her and she's talking to Tilly in, in sickbay. I just thought she was a new character that we hadn't met yet. And I was like, Oh, she's cool. Well, I, like, I like her. Well, and again, she's fun. I, I like how she was, I like how she was handled in episode two, but we're talking about episode three. Right. That's what I'm like, saying. And, like, and so I thought that was cool. But you can't talk about episode three unless we talk, we didn't really talk about yeah. her in episode two. So I thought, so like it was cool. Cause I was like, Oh cool. I kind of like this chick. And then Tilly needs help to figure out how to save the planet. And that's a, such a Star Trekian th- thing too. The, the gravity, the, you know, the, the way that they're using um, basic science theory uh, to make it work. I love it. Um, but she needs someone to talk to about it because that's you know, just as a sounding board. And magically, this girl's there for that. And that's when I'm like, oh, she's not real. Like, she's an alien of some kind. Like, she's, I don't know if the Red Angel sent her or she is the Red Angel in disguise. Like, she's not like, like, because, because it made me think immediately back to when we first saw her in sick bay. I was like, "Wait a minute!" It didn't seem odd at the time because it was like, "Oh, they're showing up. I, I best, I better go." But she didn't interact with anybody except Tilly, and they didn't seem to yeah. acknowledge that she'd it's been a there. Sick and I was sensey. like, "Yeah, I, I huh. get it. I guess, the, I, I guess." I, the and pro- so I dug having that moment, and then of course it's it's culminated at the very end. And like, sure enough, she ain't real in some respect right sure yeah alien she's not but this yeah i don't understand the animosity and the scariness and the i want you know i think the thing is for me in 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 an episode three chock full this seems like it's a c story that's thrown in there and clearly it's the plot of the next episode i watch what happens next episode and it's like oh cg fungus is taking over the ship um but like I just felt like I would have loved to spend a little more time on the stuff that we were watching. Um, and I didn't feel particularly satisfied. And the idea I, that I it think was it a needed fungus, more care. Yeah. I think that, I think that this is the one place of the episode. I don't want to say falls down, maybe stumbles a little tiny bit. Is it, it doesn't stick the landing. Um, it does a fine job, but it doesn't stick the landing. This isn't terrible. I mean, think about the, the train wreck. We always thought discovery was going to be, this is fine. This is fine. Yeah, no. But and the I, other and stuff in this episode is so much more interesting than this. Whenever they're back to this, I'm like, come on. I want to see what's going on with Voke. I want to see what's going on in Kronos. I want to see what's going on with Amanda. I want to see, you know. You know oh, no. But, I mean, like, I wanted to see what was going on. That's what I'm saying. I felt like I want more here. There isn't enough. For, like, I don't know why we're, why she's so negative about her all of a sudden. Like, she helped save the planet. Like why and why and you won't hear her out and she's talking about this other captain and and she just wants to talk and it's it seems to me like there's an alien being here trying to communicate with you and you're shutting her out and that's yeah, weird no, and untilly like and there's just there's stuff there that I don't understand why and I don't feel like they give me like and I think you're right I think that there's just so much going on that there's not enough time for us to have those reasons and maybe they were there and it was like okay well we're 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 telling three different threads here that are all of them good and all of them matter and there isn't enough time i also would like to see tilly be more active in this um in that i would have loved for her to go you know and it would be a tilly thing to do um, I, I didn't need the scene with her and Michael where Michael figures out for her about the tear ducts. Yeah, it's, it's I hated that. I, 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 I would have I, I loved if on the bridge, instead of snapping at the captain, if she turned around, she goes, you're not real. You're a ghost. And you're, you're, you're saying you're a ghost, but I think, and watching everybody staring at her, this is not, this is not right. Captain, I'm hallucinating and I think I'm being, you know, and, and then everything plays out the same way from there. And I would have loved that would have given her I would have liked agency. that better too. Yes. Yeah, and and also- especially the conversation with Michael, like the part where she doesn't know her tears. Like, I'm like, dude. But then she said, oh, you don't know what this, tears are, but you this know is what one of her- those grown moments. What she's like, what teenage girl hasn't cried? Well, and seriously, and she's and been I haunting would know. Tilly, I mean, and Tilly, would- Tilly has been crying up to this point, And and and. 
and Tilly strikes me as a crier. Um, so she's like, she would have been crying. Oh, like no, 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 no. I'm not saying if Tilly crying is the problem. I'm saying that line is the fucking problem. Yeah. Why, why are your eyes leaking? You know, no, you know, not even that. I love that. It's absolutely a great clue that this is not no, in your it's head. Stupid. No, I'm sorry. Because, because it's like, it's the alien says something distinctly alien that only Michael can realize is alien. Not only Michael. That's my point. That's my problem with it is the A only Michael part and B more importantly, what Michael says, like, even if I think I would have been better with it, even if Michael had just been like, wait a minute, what did you just say? Think about it for a second. Like, cause I could see potentially even Tilly just being at the end of her rope and that's why she's crying. And not knowing if she's losing her mind and not thinking straight. And Michael just being that outside observer that she trusts, being able to say, wait, think about this for a second, hon. It, she doesn't know what crying is. If she's, if she's this ghost, if she's in your head, if you're crazy, you know what crying is. She yeah, know I mean, what if, crying is. Yeah, then it wouldn't have bothered me so much. It was the fact that the first fucking sentence out of her mouth, seriously, I groaned, was... She doesn't know what crying is. What? Yeah. What teenager? Yeah, have, what teenage girl has never cried? And I should know. I'm an I'm an anthrophysicist, biologist, whatever. Like who grew up on Vulcan? Like yeah, that <laughs> really xenobiologist or whatever it was. She said it really you know, I, bothered I, I, me. My, my, that my line. Problem. It was again. It was another one of these. Oh, we've got the two women together. Let's do a girl yeah. thing. But they weren't talking about a man, at least. They weren't, um, but that but that shatters it because it's this, show me what teenage girl hasn't cried. Come on. Um, Did she not know what ice cream is either? Like, it was just, you know what I mean? It felt so, like, if that line hadn't been there, I still would have been cool. Yeah, no, I, I didn't like the cry thing because why does she know Tilly's every nickname but not know what crying is? It was, uh, I would have loved to see that go down on the bridge and Tilly make the realization. But hey, yes, you know, it's, I agree. you know, whatever it's, it's, it's ultimately a, a it's fine. It's, it's not, you know, it's not a, a failure. It's just, yeah, it's not it doesn't as good as break everything, everything. And I'm not like, I hate everything and I'm never watching this again. So yeah. There's, so there's no, that. I think that I, <laughs> but, I'll say this. I think this episode, but that's is what I mean. Strong. There are far more missteps in the third episode. Like there are just none in the second one, just none. But also the, 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 the third episode does swing for the fences. It really does. It gives me so much. There's so much to that third episode. And that's the thing. It may sometimes when you're sometimes when you're stomping around, just just you're playing whack-a-mole, you're going to be a little bit clumsy. But boy, do they whack-a-mole pretty well in this episode. They 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 give you a lot. They give you an answer. The problem with Spock. Okay. Problem with the Klingons. Okay. Here you go. Uh, the, uh, references to DS9. Sure. Uh, we're not even talking about like Michelle Yeoh in Section 31. But yeah, do that. Do it. Like it's it's they're swinging for the they're swinging for the fences and they don't get on oh, of course it. i love it when she's when she's recruiting him <laughs> yeah no it's pretty first pretty. i like seeing the black badge that was cool second the part where she's like the freaks have more fun <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, i was like again to- maybe think totally, of our freaks and funny daddies episode it was great i was like they totally listen. totally um, totally inconsistent with the with the empress from the last uh, the last thing, but that's what you do with. But bad we guys haven't become- seen her for a long time. No, no. What I mean, though, that's what you do with bad guys who become good guys, right? They become good guys, and where, where they used to be horrible and evil, now they're just snarky. I mean, it's 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 not new, and I don't mind it. I mean, that's what they did with Spike on Buff on 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 Buff. I mean, yeah, right? I don't mind it either. She's not just snarky, like. I mean, no, but you, you know what does, I mean, though. They make, she they, does they make, genuinely ask if she could kill the baby and the boy, and then you yeah, know, but like. they, you know, they 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 make them they make them kind of naughty fun. You know, it's fun to watch yes. them be naughty. Um, and and I I don't at all mind. Let me be. Clear. Yeah, no, I don't I either. Don't and I mind. love her. I don't and mind. I love her it is, so much. It is a it is a retcon that I'm perfectly okay with. It's it's yep. fine. Fine. I, I like, like it. I'm like so, okay, that's cool. We and are being in, in section such, thirty-one. Okay, that's cool. Hey, by the we way, work can I, your, we need to work on your recruitment. Don't let give me, me let notes. me throw this. Let me throw this last <laughs> thing out uh, to everybody. Um, I still see shit on Facebook where people throwing shade. Oh, Enterprise is not really Star or Discovery is not really Star Trek. Yes, it is. It guys. really is at this point. It's, and let's be clear. There's I, a lot of Star Trek happening. You want to see it. Did, you know? I, thought that, I thought that Enterprise was boring, but was awfully Star Trek. Um, I thought that that Voyager was dumb, but I thought it was way more fun 
than Enterprise. But in either case, you can argue the Enterprise thing, and I can argue the Voyager theme. But in either case, both of the shows were compromised. They are compromised shows. Um, and there are no excuses to be made this time around. This is legitimately great. This is great. This is better than the second season of any Star Trek we've ever gotten since the original season, original series. Like it, we, we were still at the point in next gen where you were getting some gems and some really terrible stuff. Um, in, in DS nine, same thing. You were getting a couple of good ones, but some generally bad stuff too. Only the original series had this strong of a second season. Um, where they're still finding and keep in mind they only had 12 episodes for a season so we're still i know i was gonna say they've had less episodes like per season as well so yeah they're in the 13th episode and they have 13 episodes in and we've got a baby just saying yeah okay haha but they but they figured out star trek um and i'm so like again i can't say how much i cannot believe that this is the world we live in i just can't believe that this is the world that we live in that we get star trek Every week. There's more next week. Um, it's incredible. I know. Uh, so, and I'm excited to see it. I'm excited <laughs> to see it. And that's what matters, so, right? Like they've done the job. They've they've done their work. Like there may be things that detract, you know, in some of the episodes that's happening for me. Um, but I really want to know what happens next week. I yeah, really want to watch it. You know, I'm looking forward to it. So that, you know, take from that what you will. That's pretty... That's pretty good (laughs) with all the things that there are out there to watch. I'm jazzed to see it. I'm excited. Well, guys, that's it. Um, Again, thank you for, for listening. Thank you for those of you who have, uh, who've donated to the campaign. Um, And, uh, and, you know, I can't believe we're in this time, Uh, but for now, my name is Justin. And my name's Alexia. Trek off. Trek off, bitches. One last reminder before you go to go to getcanceled.com. That's getcanceled.com to help us make cancellation the motion picture. Look at the rewards there. Look for opportunities to hear your voice and your message heard on Totally Super and Trek Off. Please help us make cancellation the motion picture by going to getcanceled.com or looking up cancellation on Kickstarter.